Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are, this is the Interpreter's Workshop Podcast. I'm Tim Curry, your host. Here we talk everything sign language interpreting. The ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the sideways of interpreting. If you're a student, a new interpreter, experienced interpreter, this is the place for you. If you want to know more, go to interpretersworkshop.com. Let's start talking interpreting. And now the quote of the day by Confucius. Words are the voice of the heart. Welcome to today's episode of Interpretips, the first such episode that focuses on tips or tricks or advice for the common problems or common obstacles that we face while interpreting. Today's quote talks about when people speak using words or signs, they are expressing the heart, the intention that they have. Today I'll give you a few pointers that I use to help me when I am voicing, when I am interpreting into the spoken language. Let's get started. There are six First, before I get started, let's talk a little bit about terminology, the words in our profession that we use and understand that people outside of our profession may not understand fully. Today, we'll be using the words voicing or voiceover. Those are phrases that we are trying to get away from using because they don't make sense in everyday conversation. These two literally mean we are interpreting into the spoken language. So today I will use probably a mix of these, but normally I would say interpreting into the spoken language. Of course, these phrases are part of what we call interpreter ease, the language of interpreters. But that's a topic for another episode. Let's get started with today's episode. Today, let's talk about how we handle a situation when we forget what we are saying or when we forget a word that we want to use. It's that moment when our brain freezes, when it stops working, when we panic for a second and therefore cannot finish a thought or cannot finish the interpretation in a way that we want to. First, how do we handle it when we do mess up? How do we continue after that moment? And how can we prevent that from happening in the first place? We all make mistakes, but here are some ways that I avoid these problems. First, let's talk about what do I do when I do mess up, when my, the words won't come out of my mouth, yeah, like this, the words won't come out of my mouth. What do I do? How do I continue after that? How do I make it seem as though I did not make a mistake? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we make a mistake and we just have to move on. So when it's that much of a mistake where I can't go back and fix that, or I can't remember what I was going to say, sometimes you just have to drop it and start where you can. Continue where you are right now. Take a deep breath and continue interpreting from that point. It is then that I sometimes allow myself to tell the clients that I did miss some information at that point. Another thing I can do, if I know 
where my sentence was, but I just can't remember a detail such as a name or a number. I try to move up from the details to a more general idea. The general idea. If I know the goal of the speaker and I know the goal of this paragraph that he's been discussing, I can go up and finish the sentence in a general way without the detail. And in English, it would sound something like this instead of me saying, and in the year 1978, 50% of all people in this university did fail the test. And instead, I could say, in that year, most of the people who took the test at that university failed. So I make it more general if I could not remember the exact numbers. Or I could make it even more general by saying, at that university, in that year, it was quite bad, or it was worse. It gives less detail, but it finishes a sentence and gives most of the intent to the interpretation. The details, perhaps I can give that later. If I have a team member, they can jot those down and we can add those to the interpretation at a later time when it's appropriate. Knowing the goal of the speaker and the situation is very important. That allows us to go to a general form of the interpretation easily. Some of the details might actually be important, but if we miss them and we do not have the opportunity to interrupt the speaker or to stop the conversation to ask for those details, then we can move to a general sentence and even add in that there are details here. And they then have the opportunity to ask, what are those details again? It's a technique to ask for those details again without interrupting the conversation flow, but allowing the two clients to have the conversation together and interact rather than you controlling it that way. And if the listener responds with, wait a minute, what are the details? I can ask the question in a way that is appropriate, such as, what year was that? And what was the percentage again? I can interpret what the listener said in those words or in those signs so that I do get those details that I know that I missed to allow the listener to have the full amount of information in a way that allows them to interact, keeping the connection or the relationship between them strong. It's that time of year. Give generously. In fact, click on the link in the description to support the podcast, to share the passion in the new year. Thank you very much. Let's go back. So now let's talk prevention. How do I prevent these mistakes from happening in the first place? Well, as I've probably said in many of my episodes, I like to take on the character of the speaker. I learn his mannerisms, I follow his behavior and style of speaking, the rhythm of his expression, all of that I take on to understand his cultural way of expressing. I already know his goal, his intention. All of that together helps me feel what he might say next. I have his rhythm of expression in my mind. That in and of itself helps me be in the moment. 
rather than being an outsider looking into this situation, I am actually a part of the situation, which helps me focus on what's happening, helps me focus on what's being said and what or how everything is leading to the conclusion of their conversation. The second thing that I do that connects with this, taking on the character and role of that speaker, I use his mannerisms. I use his gestures. I use his body language. I copy that in a way that helps me feel the rhythm of the expression. But when I'm going into spoken language, remember, I want to use gestures that I would normally use as I'm talking. Not necessarily the exact gestures that the speaker is using, but use my own gestures that I would normally use when I'm speaking about this subject or in this way. Why would I do that? I use my own gestures because when I'm talking, I naturally use a gesture or a facial expression. So my body language, my nonverbal intonation or inflection, all of those things I use naturally when I am giving the interpretation into spoken language because it helps my brain remember what I'm going to say next. It's that muscle-brain connection that helps me connect the words together as I'm saying them. If I keep my hands down, if I put both hands on the microphone and I don't move a muscle but I just talk, my brain does not comprehend everything that I'm doing. But when I'm gesturing and moving my body, those are natural body movements, natural ways of communicating. And that triggers the memory of the words and the phrases that I would naturally use and therefore keeps me going in the interpretation. Those are automatic things that our body and our minds do because we've done them so many times. Therefore, the interpretation process follows that natural rhythm, follows that natural flow, and it will come out smoother as well as help me remember where I'm going in that whole process. So that was the interpret tips for today. How do we continue interpreting into the spoken language when we have these brain freezes? So again, how do I fix the mistakes? Well, first, I stop, I breathe, and I start interpreting from where I am right now. I drop it, and I move on. And if I have time, I can tell the client, I lost some information there. This is where he is now. The second fix is to go from the details that I want to say, I move up to a general sentence to give the same meaning or intent, but to allow them to know that some details were dropped. Then, how do I prevent this from happening in the first place? What I do first is I take on the character of the speaker. His mannerisms, his behaviors, his thought process comes out in my gestures and body language. And second, as I am speaking, I gesture in a natural way in the character style, in a way that I can actually finish a sentence clearly. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, enjoy your time together with the people you love doing what you want. Relax, 
keep on interpreting. I'll see you next year. Take care now.